Hello, and welcome to the Neshama Project podcast, where we explore spiritual tools for human thriving. I'm Rabbi Ben Newman. Today, I'd like to dive deep into the wisdom of the Degel Machne Ephraim, that is Rabbi Moshe Chaim Ephraim, also known as Ephraim of Sudelkov, who was best known for being the grandson of the Baal Shem Tov, the founder of Chassidism. And I'd like to explore today his commentary on this week's Parsha, Parshat Vayishlach, which is in the middle of the book of Genesis, continuing the story of Jacob. And this text offers a unique lens through which we can view our spiritual journey and it interweaves Hasidism and uh, I've weaved in a little bit of modern interpretation neo-Hasidism mindfulness so that we can apply these teachings from the Dago uh, to our everyday experiences so just a little background on Parshat Vayishlach first before we dive into the Degel Machne Ephraim's commentary. Parshat Vayishlach uh, narrates a pivotal moment in Jacob's life. He's about to get ready to meet his estranged brother Esau. Uh, he ran away from his brother Esau many years ago after he stole his birthright, afraid for his life. But we'll see from this interpretation from the De Degel that this story can be seen as transcending the narrative of the biblical setting itself and become a metaphor for each of our own spiritual journeys uh, for each of us can be seen as uh, represented by Jacob from this story. And the story is uh, an allegory for each of our individual souls work to elevate our lives, elevate the materiality in our lives to a state of divinity, to spirituality. So let's dive in to the Degel's words. In Vayishlach, Jacob sends messengers ahead to his brother Esau in the land of Seir, the field of Edom. He instructs them, saying, Thus shall you speak to my lord Esau. I have sojourned with Laban and stayed until now. I have oxen, donkeys, flock, male servants and female servants. I have sent to tell my lord that I may find favor in your eyes. Rashi explains that these messengers were indeed actual celestial beings. Angels. This can be inferred from the seemingly superfluous wording before him in the verse, indicating that these were not ordinary human messengers. It's known that when celestial beings come into this physical world, they take on physical form, appearing like humans, though their true nature remains divine. This reflects Jacob's profound spiritual state where he could recognize and engage with these celestial beings. 
Moreover, this narrative is not just a historical account, but a profound moral and spiritual lesson for us. Rashi subtly hints at a deeper meaning in the word actual, which we will explain, God willing. These verses, along with the conclusion of the previous Parsha where angels of God met Jacob and he called the place Machanaim, are interconnected. As I have previously explained, Jacob went on his way means he traveled on his spiritual path. This path is the middle pillar, encompassing both the qualities of Abraham, chesed, love without limits, and Isaac, strength or gavura, boundaries, and judgment. This is evident when the angels of God met him, symbolizing that he had achieved a spiritual state that included both of these qualities. Thus, when Jacob sends messengers to Esau, it's not just a literal sending. Esau represents the material world, olam ha'asiyah, the physical world, the world of the physical, where the soul, a divine fragment, is placed in the human body. The righteous person's task, to, task is to connect and unite the material world with its spiritual source, transforming and elevating it. This includes overcoming the negative forces, klipot, in the material world. And this can be negative emotions, negative thoughts, negative feelings. Uh, I'm sort of giving my commentary here as I read the translation of Degel Mach and Ephraim. But klipot can be destructive emotions, destructive thoughts, anything that are negative forces in one's life that bind them to material materiality. Jacob's journey and his preparation to meet Esau teach us about elevating all aspects of our physical existence to their divine source. This involves understanding and harnessing the divine wisdom within every experience. For example, the story of Nachum Ish Gamzu from the Talmud illustrates this principle. He saw every occurrence, even those that seem negative, as an opportunity to connect with the divine wisdom and kindness inherent in all creation. In conclusion, this passage teaches us that every aspect of our lives, every thought and action, is an opportunity to connect with the Holy Blessed One. Our challenge is to, to find the divine grace in every moment, thus realizing the presence of the Shekhinah in our daily lives. So we see in this text from the Degel that Jacob is the balance of chesed and gavura, of love without limits and boundaries and judgment. And he sits in the place of Tiferet, this place of balance. And he also balances the physical and the material. He uplifts the things that bind us to materiality, the negative aspect of materiality he uplift those things to the uplift those uplifts those things to their spiritual source so that the materiality itself becomes a vehicle for spirituality rather than uh, mire us in the negative side of of them and so this text is really telling us to uplift those things in our life that might seem negative, those aspects that might be negative 
uh, to their spiritual source to figure out what it is that's really uh, at the essence, at the root of our thoughts, feelings, and emotions. I'd like to just uh, talk about an anecdote from my own life. Uh, about four years ago, four and a half years ago, uh, I went to see uh, my older son in a play at his theater camp. And he was acting in the production of, I think it was um, Mary Poppins. And he had a part that was a much smaller part than the parts he had had in previous years. And as I watched the play, I started, I started feeling anger arising in my mind and uh, this thought of sort of frustration and anger at how bad the play was and how these actors were just not very good. And um, I kept delving into that feeling and thinking about it as I was watching the play. And I realized that I was angry because uh, my son didn't get any of these big parts. He didn't have a bigger part. And I feel, felt like he deserved a big part. And then I went even deeper into that and I realized that my anger was actually coming from love for my son, this deep love and my desire for him not to suffer and for him to be happy. Uh, and at that moment, I realized that this root of my negative, destructive emotion of anger uh, towards this production and these children was actually at its root a much higher feeling, which was this feeling of love and care for my son. And uh, I bring that up because I, I feel like that's the process that the Daigle is actually talking about here. It's taking these negative emotions, thoughts, feelings in our life and uplifting them to their holy source. And so this is really the essence of this teaching. I think it's the essence of the story of Jacob in many ways, is finding this balance in our lives, the balance between love and judgment, the balance between uh, materiality and spirituality, the balance between finding the root of our emotions and our thoughts and our feelings and lifting ourselves up to that root. So that's it for the Neshama Project for this week. As we move forward, uh, I invite us all to carry these lessons from Parshat Vayishlach and to strive to look beyond the surface in our lives uh, and recognize the divine in the everyday and to try and unite the physical and the spiritual for the sake not only of ourselves, but of all beings. Take care. This has been the Neshama Project Podcast. I'm Rabbi Ben Newman.